Thank you so much for listening. If there is anything in your life that you're just kind of struggling with, maybe it is what to do next, how to take the first step. Maybe it's your schedule. Maybe it's that you know all the things you're supposed to do, but you're just not managing your day the way that brings you joy, the way that brings you peace, the way that's not just totally laced in overwhelm constantly, and you're not showing up the way you know in your soul you're made to show up. That's exactly what I do as a life coach, is I get you through those things. We work one-on-one, and I have strategies and proven techniques that work to help you in your specific situation, and I help hold you accountable, and I'm always there for you, and I'm always encouraging you, Um, and I'm just that person in your corner cheering you on and coaching you through all the things. So reach out, you can check out my website, www.awkwardlyanna.com. Contact me on there or go ahead and enter to win a free life coaching discovery call. Hello, hello, welcome to, (laughs) I don't know why I do hello, hello. I never in person would say hello, hello to someone, but I do that when I do my podcast and I used to do it when I would check my mic before I taught online classes. (laughs) Today it's making me giggle though that I do. Hello, hello. Um, Definitely send me messages guys if you think I should start doing this in person when I see people. But on all seriousness, hello. I am so excited to continue podcasting. I want you guys to know that this is episode 55 and for the record I have wanted to quit probably 55 times. That doesn't mean after every episode, but I've had so many instances of when I've just wanted to quit, but God put this on my heart and he put podcasting on my heart. He gave me the name. Um, so I'm here and I'm showing up, but I just want you guys to know that, that if you have something that's on your heart, that God has placed on your heart, um, find whatever way you can to just do it. Even if it feels clunky, even if it feels silly, even if you feel dumb sometimes, do it. Uh, Step forward in faith and in obedience and uh, get the help you need to work on your mindset and it'll just get better and better as time goes on. So yeah, uh, super big intro. (laughs) But today's episode is just all about good habits. Again, it's a quick, it's a quick burst episode. It is a, I think this will be under six minutes. I'm going to say under maybe under seven minutes, definitely under 10 minutes, but it is about good habits to have as a working mom. Now, this doesn't matter if you work outside the home or inside the home. I have worked inside the home for the last 10 years. Um, so I'm out of the realm of working outside the home and daycare and things like that. So take this, this might resonate with you. This may not. Um, but as far as working from home, um, these are habits that I've learned all the hard way. Um, from failing massively and from having breakdowns in <laughs> communication and, you know, in emotions. And it's just from learning. And I'm sure I will, these will change over time for me. These are what work now. Um, while I have kids the ages I do that I'm homeschooling, 10, almost 9, and almost 6. And um, I have someone I work just very, very, very part time for. And then I have my own life coaching business and my own podcast. So, um, Uh, quite a few things I'm juggling, but I don't say that to be comparative. It doesn't matter. You could stay home. You could have one kid. Um, you could work or not work. You could work five hours a week. You could work 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week. It doesn't matter. It's not about comparison. Um, it's just about habits that are good for moms to have that work at home. 
So I'm excited for this. Let's get started, guys. All right. Funny story. <laughs> I just couldn't get my podcast to stop recording and playing from my phone. Not stop recording. Stop playing from my phone. And I recorded it. So anyone that follows me on Instagram, Anna at least bar underscore, um, you'll have to check that out when I release this. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know what I'm talking about. You'll be the only ones knowing what I'm talking about. But first thing, as a working mom, and I know you hear this and you hear this over and over again, but absolutely wake up before your kids. Um, even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's 15 minutes, but spend that time well. Do not spend that time scrolling on your phone. Do not check your email. It is not for work. It is for you. So um, do your little morning routine. Walk outside for a second. Uh, drink your coffee. Drink your tea. Uh, stretch. Whatever the thing is that you need. Um, start small with this if it's not something you already do or if it's something you've kind of fallen off about doing. Start small. Do not overwhelm yourself with this elaborate morning routine. Um, you will can and will always work up to a beautiful morning routine. But when you're starting over or starting from scratch, just start with waking up before your kids. Um, and if you don't have kids or your kids are grown, wake up before your spouse. Wake up before your dog if you can. That might not be possible. Um, you can definitely wake up before your cats. But wake up before the other people in your home. Wake up and make that time be intentional. Do not spend that time on your phone. Okay, second thing is... Ideally, you have had your food and drinks prepped the night before. The best thing I can advise you to do with this is either write it out the night before, or if you're super good at this and don't need to write it out, just have it prepared the night before. But most importantly is prepping your water the night before. Um, if you don't like super cold water, have it in your fridge, or don't have it in your fridge. But if you like really cold water, have it in your fridge. Um, have your water bottles ready for the next day because uh, that's a really easy thing to let slip when the day gets busy. Um, same with food. If you have some snacks on hand that are good for your body snacks, um, have those on hand in preparation for getting extra hungry, someone eating some of your food, uh, just the things plan for the areas that go by the wayside when you get really busy, when stuff with clients pops up and when work things um, when a project takes you a little longer, perhaps, um, have no excuse for those things, food and water, to go by the wayside. And again, a lesson I learned the hard way, so do this. <laughs> You'll be grateful that you did. Um, and if you had to pick just one, pick the water and master that and then get to the food is the order I would try to do that in because you'll find that it's, it probably comes fairly easily. The other thing is chunking your day out. You'll hear this talked about a lot. It could be, um, some people say time blocking. Some people, I'm trying to think of the other names. I had it written down. Uh, there are other names for this. I call it chunking. It's all the same concept of setting your day up in chunks of time that are intentional chunks of time. And I always add in a hyper-focused time of day for this. And that can vary by day, can vary by week, whatever works for your schedule. So uh, with me working from home, my hyper-focused time, I have an hour each day that's my hyper-focused time. No interruptions. Um, I can get a substantial amount of content creation or designs done in that time or work for other clients in that time um, or you know, just really need to focus 
quite heavily things. So that's a time that kind of doesn't budge and then have a backup time for that. If your time for that is 10 to 11 a.m., your backup time maybe is 1 to 3 p.m. So then if one, because that's the reality of working from home and having kids home with you, um, perhaps, or part of the time with you, the reality is that sometimes something will pop up, so have a backup plan for that. Then outside of that hyper-focus time, just chunk things into time of day, like this time of day is when we do breakfast, this chunk of time of day, just basically the flow of the order of your day. So like breakfast, maybe you read with the kids, do some school is how we do it, um, and then work for this one client, and then we spend time back to being with kids and outside, then break, work for another client. It, it just totally depends what works for you and your work schedule and your when your kids are home or not home schedule. So adjust this for what works with you, but just try to chunk things into the roundabout time of day when they would be happening. And don't put so much pressure on this. Like if you have 9.30 to 10.30 set for breakfast and reading with the kids, and you're a little late on the 9.30 or you go over on the 10.30, it's okay. It's just knowing that that's what you fall back on and you have it written now and maybe you go so far as to color code it or put little stickers or draw little pictures for a symbol that reminds you of that time. And it just helps your brain to understand that this is the time of day for this, this is the time of day for this. And where I find this to be the most helpful is to, for me, as someone who gets very hyper-focused and very work focused it makes me stop working and this is essential because if you're someone that is really can get a lot done likes to get a lot done likes checking things off lists it becomes very easy to put all of that first and to even if maybe something's not per se due d-u-e do just wanting to like you're in the zone you want to do it but if it's not your hyper focus time or if you had set a chunk of work to be from one to four or one to three end it at three honor your time honor that time because you'll show up better in your work when you've honored that time so always honor your stop time you can be flexible with your start time but honor your stop time and it's okay to write things down for what needs to happen the next day and then another thing my next thing I do is a buffer night. So talk with your spouse or anyone you live with that helps you with your kids for having a buffer night. If you've had one or two days in a row where the schedule's just been off a little bit and you're like, I really need to get this done or I really would feel better if I got this done, have a buffer night. And that's two to three hours of one night of the week where you can utilize it for work time buffering if needed. And this is something that you and your spouse, when you sit down for your Sunday night sit downs to plan the week ahead, you say, you know, what's my buffer night this week? Here's my buffer night, okay? And confirm the buffer night. So you have that if needed. Now this is not the same as self-care. I know so many moms that your work time and your self-care time are interchangeable and they are not. So <laughs> that buffer night, if needed, is for work, and working that chunk of time is not self-care, is not you time. <laughs> it doesn't count. It's work. So count it as such and honor it as such. A lot of times as moms, we will not honor that if we're by ourselves working, 
that that's not self-care that's working even if you enjoy and love what you do it's not the same so the point in saying this is my next point is self-care so make sure you make time daily for self-care not weekly daily I don't mean if you only see self-care as a massage you can't probably might not be practical to get a massage every day so by self-care I just mean something intentionally that you're doing for yourself each day and it can be different each day if you really struggle with this I would recommend the night before writing down what you're going to do the next day in your journal or on a post-it note or a reminder in your phone for what you're going to do for your self-care If you need ideas for coming up with this, reach out to me. This is something I coach people on all the time, managing their schedule well, coming up with good self-care, what to do first, what to pick first, how to make decisions on how to design your, how your day goes. Um, This is something I coach people on. So always reach out to me if that's something you feel like you need a little more guidance in. Um, And then finally, my last one, which might seem silly, but it is so effective, is hugging those around you. The beauty of getting to work from home while you have kids at home for part of the day or some of the day, while you might have a spouse at home for part of the day or some of the day, is that you get to hug people around you and it immediately releases just anxiousness and overwhelm and it's such a calm and such a reset and reminds you why you're doing what you're doing. It reminds you what really matters, what comes first. And it's just good for everyone around. So (laughs) when I was really struggling with this, we set what we called a huggy timer. (laughs) This was years ago. And the kids still talk about it. And I was like, I'm going to hug you a hundred times today. And they were like, a hundred times. Oh my gosh. And I hugged him a hundred times because I had not been doing it enough. And it was, you could tell everybody was kind of crying more and fussing more. And people were more anxious, myself included. So huggy timer or not, find time to hug. So reach out to me guys on which of these help the most and any that you want coach Sean reach out thank you okay thank you so much for listening today I appreciate your patience with me as I rambled a little bit in this episode um, shared some personal things recorded on my phone instead of on my regular podcasting mic because it's all I had available with the time I had uh, so just know that I appreciate you And I'm grateful for each and every one of you that listen. And I would love and appreciate if you took the time to leave me a review and um, send me a message if you can't leave a review and we'll see what we we can do. But regardless, I love to hear from you guys and I appreciate you so much. Thank you.